All right, welcome back, everybody, to another uh, episode of Nation Not Desired. In this episode, we're going to be talking about a righteous young woman by the name of Susanna, a woman that was going to be framed, okay, a woman that was going to be blackmailed by two unrighteous men, okay, and it begins at Susanna 1 and 1. Who's going to read that? Remember what I told you guys. Grab it like this because I hear all of that stuff. All of it. Okay? The history of Susanna. Verse 1. There dwelt a man in Babylon called Joasim. And he took a wife whose name was Susanna, the daughter of Chelseus, a very fair woman and one that feared the Lord. Okay, hold it right there. Somebody give me Job 28 and 28. Job 28, verse 28. So see, if you notice in the scriptures, it always starts out telling us a little bit about the character that we're about to hear about, okay? It tells you about uh, how they stood, where they stood as far as the Lord was concerned. So that once the outcome comes out of this person, whether it be negative, positive, good, evil, bad, or good, we understand why it came out that way for that person. So, Susanna was one that, she was a woman that feared the Lord, okay? And we know that in order to fear the Lord, you had to be obeying His commandments, okay? Okay, Job 28 and 28. Job 28 and 28. And unto man, he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. So the fear of the Lord is wisdom, and to do what? And to depart from evil is understanding. That's right. So we know that this woman not only feared the Lord, she not only had wisdom, but she also had understanding. You see, understanding is not saying, and while I'm talking, give me Proverbs 31.30. Understanding is not just saying, I understand. If someone tell, asks you, do you understand what you just was taught? It's not just saying, I understand. Understanding is taking what one has been taught and putting it into action in everyday life. That's what understanding is in the sight of the Most High. Okay? Okay. Proverbs 31 and 30, what does that say? Proverbs 31 and 30. Mm-hmm. Favor is deceitful mm-hmm. and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Okay. So it says that, it says that favor is deceitful. Okay. That means uh, if one goes about trying to get 
people to be for them or or them to have some type of right with people they go go about it to get that right for themselves instead of letting the lord get that right for them or give them favor uh the lord has to give them that favor they can't slickly or cunningly try to get that favor with someone or or a certain group of people okay and then it says beauty is what beauty is vain so beauty is not beauty is only going to get us so far in life okay because beauty is like a flower that fadeth away okay um so it's covering all these things concerning a beautiful woman okay because a lot of times we think that our beauty can get us all the way through life we it can get us anything and everything but that's not we're, we're going to see that that's not going to be the case with Susanna. Susanna was a very beautiful woman, a very fair woman to look upon. Okay? And that's the reason why I'm bringing out these scriptures to help you to understand that you only get as far as the Most High will allow you to get. It's all in His power. Okay? His favor, how long you stay beautiful, all of that's in His power. Okay? Uh, give me Psalms 111 and 10. I remember where it talked about Moses, how even in his old age, his his his, his kindness was not abated. He still looked good in his old age. Okay. Psalm one eleven and ten. Mm-hmm. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. See that? See how the commandments are linked up with that? The fear of the Lord and wisdom? Those that do his commandments, they have that. Those that don't, they don't. Okay? Uh, Proverbs 8 and 13, what does that say? Proverbs 8 and 13. We want to get a, a good, well-rounded understanding about this woman whose name was Susanna. And might I add, this beautiful woman whose name was Susanna. Okay? Proverbs 8 and 13. Mm -hmm. In case y'all thought there was it was women out there that were uh, beautiful but didn't want to obey the Lord willfully. Okay, come on. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, mm -hmm. pride, and arrogance, mm -hmm. and the evil way. So this woman hated what? Pride. She hated arrogancy. Okay, what else did she hate? And the evil way. And the evil way, which means there's a there's there, there's an evil way that one can act. They can act evil. This woman hated that, okay, because she feared the Lord. See, it all comes in one package. You can't pick and choose. Well, I'll 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 do this one, but I I won't do that one, and I'll do this one, and I won't do that one. Nope, it doesn't work like that. If one fears the Lord, if one is is known to fear the Lord, all of these things that we're going over comes with that package. But you got to understand, you don't just become this overnight. You have to day by day, Sabbath by Sabbath, learn and take these things upon you. You see, you learn these things and then you go out in the, in the, in the community, you go out into the, what we call the world and you exercise these things every day and that's what makes you righteous and more righteous every day okay uh what was that proverbs 8 and 13 yes give me proverbs 14 and 26 
See, because it's, it's important that we understand what level of quality of person this was, this Susanna. Though she was a beautiful woman, yet she possessed all these godly qualities. And she earned these godly qualities. Just because she was a be- but was beautiful doesn't mean that she was born with the favor of the Most High. She had to live these things out in her life, day in, day out, in order for the Most High to honor her prayer, in order for the Most High to come to her rescue. Come on. Proverbs 14 and 26. Mm-hmm. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. See, when you fear the Lord, you have a strong confidence, a confidence that is so strong in him that you can stand boldly in the face of adversity or boldly in the face of your oppressor or whoever it is that's coming at you to do you harm or do your name harm, and you can give them the scriptures without even flinching okay because you have a bold confidence in the lord read that again proverbs 14 and 26 Mm -hmm. in the fear of the lord is strong confidence see this woman had a strong confidence as we will see now we were just getting into the uh, beginning of the story but you're going to see that she did have a strong confidence okay that's why i say the fear of the lord gives one this okay come on and his children shall have a place of refuge mm-hmm. so you're going to also see that she had a place of refuge in the lord and nobody could help her no matter how powerful they were no matter what status they had her beauty couldn't help her her money couldn't help her or nothing um yeah, uh, what 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 uh what number what uh what was the number on that? Proverbs fourteen and twenty six. Give me fifteen and sixteen. We got two more, then we're gonna move on. I just had to give you out give you guys a really good understanding of who this woman was, as far as her character was concerned. Proverbs fifteen and sixteen. Uh huh. Better is little with the fear of the Lord. Better it is to have little. With the fear of the Lord, that means if you got little little income, if you got a little house, if you got a weather beater car, a hoopty, if you, you don't have that much jewelry, if you just got regular clothing that's not real elegant clothing, if you can just, you know, just do the bare minimum to survive, in other words. Come on. With the fear of the Lord. With the fear of the Lord, that is. Okay. Come on. Then great treasure. And trouble therewith. That's better than great treasure, a lot of money, being a millionaire, having all the latest fashions, having a Mercedes Benz, having a, a, a eight a four story home. All these things. It's much better than all those things. Okay, uh, Proverbs fifteen to thirty Proverbs 15 and 33. And I got seven scriptures because that's the number of completion. Okay, come on. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. The fear of the Lord, because if we fear the Lord, we will do what? Obey his commands. See how that ties up with the commandments? So I say law, statutes, and commandments because it's not just that ten commandments. And we're going to see why it's impossible for it to be just the ten commandments. 
that we should live by in this situation right here, okay? And this can happen to anybody today, okay? Come on. And before and before honor is humility. And before honor, before one should get honor. A lot of people they try to take their honor, man. You gon' you gon' respect me. You gon' give me respect. You gon' do this. You understand? Or if you don't do this, I'm not gonna do. People try to take their honor from you today, okay? But that is not the way of the Lord because the Lord is the one that gives you honor. Okay, as you're gonna see, he's gonna honor Susanna. I mean, I when 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 this when this thing came to a head, man, I'm telling you, I was excited for the sister myself, and I was I wasn't even there. But it, 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 you, as the story goes along, you're gonna see that the Most High, he'll take you all the way to the edge of something. He'll take you all the way to the cliff where they're about to push you off that cliff, and then he say, stop. Read that again. Proverbs 15 and 33. Uh-huh. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. Uh-huh. And before honor is humility. See, before you honored, you ain't going to take your honor. You are not going to take your honor. Do you understand me? You are going to wait on the Lord just like everybody else. You're going to wait. You're going to humble yourself or else you're going to get yourself in something you ain't going to be able to get out of. Let's go back. Let's go back to uh, verse 2. Let's read that again. Verse 2. And he took a wife whose name was Susanna, Mm -hmm. the daughter of Chelsius. Come away a little bit. There you go. A very fair woman and one that feared the Lord. Okay. Come on. Her parents also were righteous. And taught their daughter according to the law of Moses. See, see, what you got to understand is, is that what you see going on here is the way things are meant to be. In order for things to turn out the way they're supposed to turn out. Do you see that? Read that again. See, because a lot of people today, they think they can just do whatever, however, and it doesn't matter. They got control. They can change when they want to change. They can stop doing things when they want to stop doing things. But that's not true. Okay, go back and read that again. What does it say? Her parents also were righteous and taught their daughter according to the law of Moses. Do you see that? We're going to also see here why this was so crucial to the outcome. See? And we have so many people today, so many people, when they hear about a a daughter of Zion, oh, it just touches them so but they look past the men a lot of times. Something happens to the males, it's not important. If it happens to the females, oh, it's that's, that, that's the topic of the day. Well, I'm going to show you something here, okay? Because the devil, okay, these Edomites, 
they have set these this thing up like this. And when I say the Edomites, I mean the top powers, the top powers. Okay, I'm talking about the Bilderbergs and the Rothschilds. These are the ones. These are the top devils. Because whatever happens on the top, what does it do? It rolls down, doesn't it? They're in control of all these media outlets. Okay, and these the Edomites on the low end. They're the ones that carry these things out. They're like pawns, okay? They're like they're like low-level Edomite slaves to the top-level Edomite slaves. I'm gonna be teaching on that um, later on down the road. But what you have to understand is is that these same low-level Edomites that's carrying out these instructions from the top-level Edomites, these are the same peasants during the the Martin Luther era. Okay, these 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 uh, low level Edomites, they would be considered peasants right now. Okay, the only reason why they are put over uh, Judah and all the other 12 tribes is so that the Lord can bring a jealousy spirit up in us. So we'll want to do something about it because these people are not supposed to be over us. We're supposed to be over them. You understand what I'm saying? But in order in order to understand what's going on, you have to understand a little bit about history. Okay? Uh, let me see. If you even go back to like Martin Luther, the time of Martin Luther, you will see in those movies where 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 the, the, those Edomites, they was all dirty and scruffy. Most of them lived out in, in the opening fields and wildernesses and stuff. They was filthy, stanky, dirty. You know, check out some of them movies sometimes. Okay, uh, so anyway, um, they didn't have no manners. They was real uh, rude. And anyway, okay, let's get off of that. Anyway, okay, so let's go back. Okay, so her parents also were righteous and taught their daughter according to the law of Moses. That's the reason why when the Lord gives us a child today, I don't give a damn what anybody says. I raise my children as homeschool children. Okay, my wife had a good job. Okay, I took her off that job. I sacrificed that good job because we're all called to make choices. You understand what I'm saying? And sometimes you can make choices. If I would have made a choice to try to be like the Joneses and kept on that job and, and put my children in some foster care or, 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 or some school or whatever, let them raise them. You, I don't think they would have turned out as good as they turned out. As a matter of fact, I know for sure they would have turned out because they would have been given to the system to teach and raise, mainly, okay? That's some eight hours out of the day that my children would be in the care of these people who don't even give a damn about them. We need to start as, as leaders of Israel. We need to stand up and we need to make sacrifices. Now, do I regret that sacrifice? Hell no, I don't. Because I'm proud of how my sons turned out. You understand? And so you have to understand that there are sacrifices that you are going to have to make in order to get certain outcomes in life. You see, you're going to have to sacrifice this for that. You see? So let's see. Let's go into this verse 3. Give me Deuteronomy 6 and 7. Deuteronomy 6 and 7. And then after that, Proverbs 22 and 6. Give me 22 and 6 over there. Let's see what Deuteronomy 6 and 7 says. Deuteronomy 6 and 7. Mm-hmm. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, mm-hmm. and shalt talk of them 
when thou sittest in thine house, mm -hmm. and when thou walkest by the way, mm -hmm. and when thou liest down, see? and when thou risest up. See, now, if that man is not there to do that, that wife should be doing that. That wife should be doing that. If that man is not there, that wife should not be dwelling on the good job that she had, uh, what, what she could have did with the money from that good job. She shouldn't be dwelling on that mess because that's the past. What we want to do is we want to build a, a solid foundation into our children, which is the heritage of the Lord. You see, see, our thinking is very stinking. You see, that's the reason why the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You see, um, give me Proverbs 22 and 6. Proverbs 22 and 6. And then give me 1 Timothy 2.15. And I forgot one passage I wanted to add in here. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Mm -hmm. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. See? So that's our job as parents is to train our children up in the way in which they may go, which is that righteous way. Amen. And we should be on one accord. Wife, you need to get on one accord with that husband. Husband, you need to get on one accord with that righteous wife if she's a righteous wife. If neither one of y'all is righteous, y'all need to get under a righteous teacher. Okay. Uh, Proverbs 22 and 6. What does that say? Oh, you already read that? Okay, my bad. Um, 1 Timothy 2.15. 1 Timothy 2.15. Mm -hmm. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing. This is concerning a wife who is not on the right track. She's not pleasing the Lord. Come on. If they continue in faith and charity. If she continues in faith, that means trusting in the Lord through his word, his law, statutes, and commandments. Come on. And charity. And charity, that means giving for the, for the children of Israel. Come on. And holiness. And holiness, which means her life has to be separated unto the gospel for the Lord to use her for the edification of Israel, starting with her family, starting with her children, starting with her husband. Okay? All right. Um, that's, that, that, that was like a fail-safe plan in case this woman was not... You, you ever seen... I've experienced young women or older women that were... They were completely off, man. They were like loose cannons, wild, loud. And then all of a sudden... They met this guy, and they may have not been married or whatever, and they had a baby. And you see that woman again, and she's totally different. You see what I'm saying? Because that her having that child changed her completely. You see what I'm saying? I've, I've, I've witnessed this with several females that I knew before the child, a, a ride that rode my bus, and then once they had that child... They, they changed. They, they were more calm. They weren't as rowdy and loud. And they were more acting like a, they were, they, they more, they acted like a mother more, not like a, a cherished, they cherished that child. You see? And that's what I'm talking about right here. See? Um, okay. So let's move on. Let's get back to Susanna. 
We have to know how to prioritize our life. And before we come to the Lord, our life is, com- is, a com- is in complete shambles. Whether we think we got it all together or not, when you start comparing your life to the scriptures, you're going to see that your life is in shambles. And the Lord comes to give us order. Come on. Verse 4. Mm-hmm. Now, Joachim was a great rich man uh-huh. and had a fair garden joining unto, unto his house. Mm-hmm. And to him resorted the Jews, because he was more honorable than all others. So this is an honorable, rich man. Sometimes you can just have a rich man. Sometimes you can just have an honorable man. But this man had both. Okay? So uh, give me First Timothy 6 and 17. And then uh, before you do that, I'm, I'm going to give you the definition of honorable. It says, bringing or worthy of honor. Synonyms, morally correct honest morally correct huh so uh, a man that has honor must be morally correct okay anyone who has honor from the lord must be morally correct they they have to stand behind morals okay honest moral ethical they have to have good good ethics work ethics you know uh principled Okay, they have to be a person of principles. They have to be righteous. They have to be right-minded and full of integrity. Do you see how this all this stuff comes into play, man? And now, now you look at now, you, now if you look at it, um, how, she wasn't going for any type of man. This beautiful, righteous woman was not going for any type of man. She got her a honorable, and with that honor, also he was a rich man. You see that? So she, man, she she got two for one here. She got a man that had money, and, but you know what? I believe the reason why he, had, I believe the reason why he was attracted to that woman was because she was honorable, and her parents were honorable. You see? Okay. Now give me wisdom of Solomon four and eight, cause ain't no ain't no woman that's gonna be out there loose cannon, big mouth, looking like a slut, acting like a hoe. They not gonna get this type of man. They not gonna get this type of man. I don't care how hard they try, how much they lie, how much they get their girlfriends to get. They ain't gonna wind up with no man like this. Okay, you got to be a woman of great quality, a woman that has honor. In the sight of the Lord Because remember The Lord is the one that, that got them hooked up Okay You can't hook yourself up I don't care I don't care How much social media Popularity you got You ain't gonna hook yourself up I guarantee you that The, the most high He got you in the trick bag You ain't gonna hook Nothing up Okay I'm Ecclesiastes And then your, your girls Ain't gonna hook nothing up And your boys Ain't gonna hook nothing up either uh, Ecclesi- uh, What you got Wisdom of Solomon 4 and 8 Yes Come on Cause what does the Bible say? Well, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say it right now. But anyway, go ahead. Wisdom of Solomon four and eight. And then give me Ecclesiasticus ten twenty through twenty two. For honorable age is not that which standeth in length of time, mm-hmm. nor that is measured by number of years. So she was a young woman, I mean, and, and he was a young man. So he was honorable. Just because a man gets older. Doesn't mean necessarily means he's going to be honorable. This was an honorable young man, which is a good thing. 
It's a good thing. It's an excellent thing. Uh, I know some honorable young men on Facebook. Okay, and I and I, I when I see them taking care of their children, when I see them being responsible, I, I give them a shout out. I give them a thumbs up. I might even have uh, give them words of encouragement to keep it up. You see, this is what older men and women are called to do. They're called to look for younger men and women that's trying to do right, that's trying to live right, and they're called to encourage them. Okay, um, okay, is that it? Yes. Give me Ecclesiasticus 10, 20 through 22. Don't you tell me that you can't do anything for the Lord. There's plenty that you can do for the Lord, but your mind is not on that, is it? Your mind is on other stuff. Your mind may be clouded with me, 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 me. And that's why your life is going down. It's like a, it's like a ship with a hole in the side of the hull. It's slowly sinking like the Titanic. Never to be brought up again. That Titanic is still on the Atlantic floor. Come on. Ecclesiasticus 10, 20 through 22. Come on. Uh-oh. <laughs> we was just about to get it. We was just about to get it. Well, y'all know what that means. We'll be back with the second part in just a few.